sexiest films were a colorless despair meant angry young men with immaculate hair. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we are taking control of your radio station. And this is the podcast where we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I am one of the four angry young men with immaculate hair that you are going to be hearing from for the next (laughs) hour or so. Joining me once again, Nathan Harrison. Yes. Andrew McDonald. Yes. Adam Buncher. I'm so glad I got my hair cut prior to this, (laughs) so... Darling, don't you go and cut your hair. (laughs) No, yeah, I'd I'd hate for us to be lying to the listeners. On the audio medium. 100%, which is 100% truth. Only truth goes into these mics, and only truth goes into your ears. That's what's up. Yeah. We're looking hot as fuck right now. And Uh speaking of, we're still in the hottest 100 of 1997. (laughs) So let's, let's see what magic comes from 35 through to 31, and we start with the Sundays. At number 35, this is Summertime. Something I wonder With the money they adore In the hot cheap hotel room It's what the heart is for The bubble floats in At number 35 in the 1997 Hardest 100, that's summertime. It is a Sunday when yep. we're recording this, so uh, great job, band from 1997. Maybe this is a good episode to listen to on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. No, listen to it as soon as it comes out. It's better yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Friday's where it's at, man. Listen to it again on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, re-download it. <laughs> yeah. Delete it from set, your phone set, and then yeah. re-download set it. Set your podcast app to delete immediately after listening, and then on Sunday, download it, and just do that a couple times for us. Up those stats. And it's still technically summertime when we were recording this, so it all swings and roundabouts. You're obviously counting summer as being like when the equinox. Yes, like, like a reasonable adult. I am counting it when the equinox and the, and the solstices happen. I love Andrew on this hill. I seriously die on this hill so often. Uh. Ditch, when, the way you said the Sundays, I see, I'm not familiar at all with this. Are you? Not particularly. Okay. You were like, oh, the Sundays, that band we all know about. Like, that band know we all know and love. There, there was a girl group, like a UK girl group called The Saturdays. Oh. But obviously, no there's, relation. Honestly, there's probably been enough bands that you could build a whole week. I reckon. Yeah. Yet there have been at least I mean, seven bands. Good one, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, there's, yes. if you can't behave. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think like this is, this is a very sweet song. I reckon that their favourite cranberry songs are my favourite cranberry songs, Linger and Dreams. The B2. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not Zombie. I definitely see a lot of cranberries in this. This is really nice. I think musically, if you took away the the lyrics, the singing, yeah, the singing is a te- technical term there for lyrics, 
the music kind of sounds like what you'd put as backing music to an ad showing, like, look at our f- furniture showroom. You know? Oh, I was thinking more like an ad for, um, you know how ads for, like, sanitary products, net, like, they never show their use. It's just always, like, a cute puppy picking up a toilet paper. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like that. Like, it'd be like a field of posies or something like that and just, like, two women high-fiving it and then it's just like, you need tampons, so fucking buy them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get into advertising, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> don't, don't ever try yeah. and sell things. <laughs> this, but I thought this was a lovely track as well. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me a little bit of the Breeders. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah um, happy Breeders. Yeah, Happy Breeders. Yeah, happy it's breeders. just like Reminded comfy. me a bit of Frente. Yeah. 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 Frente's another good uh, Angie touch point in there. Mm. You know what? Like, I looked at this. Like, you look at it on paper. It's like, the band is called The Sundays. The song is called Summertime. What could it possibly sound like? Yeah. What I also love is that, like, everything around this band supports this sugary sweetness. Oh, good. They're uh, husband and wife <laughs> in the band. Okay. Yeah, good. They met at university, Aww. and then they started this band, and then they kind of, like, had a few big hits, this being their biggest one, and then they decided that they'd rather just settle down and make tiny humans instead of songs. <laughs> and so they, that's what they proceeded ha- having, to do. Having the lyric, you and me in the summertime, hand in hand in the park. Yeah. It's like... There's no layers to this. It's, no, it's just sweet. It. It's I'm, pure loveliness. I'm kind of surprised that something simple, but not as a derogatory term, but something so simple and wholesome is this high in the countdown? Yeah. Next to Ween? Yeah. yeah. But, but when I hear those horns coming in and just the harmony in the verses, I think it's just really well done. Also, read the lyrics. Like, it's they're actually really well done. Like, the writing is really, really nice. It's all about, like, these questions about, you know, being in love and whatever, but kind of the way that when you're in that, you, you question it at the same time and you, you you think about your future and you think about the fact that so many people end up unhappy and all of that's kind of tied in there. So it, the sugary sweetness is undercut wonderfully by, by other tones. I was on the defensive when I first heard this song, to be honest. Like, as soon as it started and it was this nice, I was like... <laughs> and the cynicism is kicking up in me mm. and whatever and... But eventually, like, I relaxed into it. Like a, It wins you over. It's just, it's just nice, wholesome. It's yeah. just so wholesome. I'm here for it. I can see if you were, a, like, a fan of the band, this would have been, like, a real... Like, hearing it now, I'd be like, oh, my God, so nostalgic for youth. It has all those moments that work for that. Yeah, because this was from their, their last record, I believe. Mm. They were just done yeah. them with them. They, were, okay. they just cool. decided that they'd so, rather they were just... like, we could live this life instead of being a band. Yeah, oh it's all right. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah it's, you don't have to sing about... The happiness of life. Let's just be in the happiness of yeah. life. That's also, the end, end oh. point of music. Genu- I just think this is perfectly lovely. Yeah. And yeah. It was just like one of those songs where I'm just like, hey, that was really nice. I want to listen to that again. This song is is having a partner and having a sleep in on a Saturday, the Saturday, yeah. and then taking the dog to the markets and getting some stuff to make a nice dinner that night. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then probably fixing up something out the back. Yeah. In the afternoon. It's gorgeous. It's great. No, you don't need to fix anything. Everything's like, there's no problem. Oh, but you've got a thing you're working on, you know. Mm. It's not really oh, a problem. But yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's just, just, just repotting some plants. Yeah, it's yes, out in the yeah. shed for a, a while. Gardening. Yeah. Or, or like the child's on the way and you're doing up the, the nursery. Yeah, exactly. You're painting, gonna, the, you're nursery. painting the nursery yeah. after you go to the farmer's market. Oh my god! <laughs> so I was saying, so it's incredibly white. Oh, well, no shit, Sherlock. All right. When I heard this song, I just knew. You know, you get a sense. I'm developing a sense. The sense is this song's going to have some amazing things in the YouTube comments. So right now, go. I would like to do a big shout out to MM one 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 SSS. Oh, MM, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> MM himself, <laughs> who who started off 
by just having a very simple comment saying, this shit making a real G blush. Nice. <laughs> and I thought if that was all that he gave to us in the YouTube comment sections of this video, that it would that would be totally fine. But I found another one later on, and if permitted, I would like to read this verbatim. Same, same multiple same, comments on the same video? Multiple comments on the That's same video. Sweet. The real G is back. Return of the Mac, MM111SSS, who writes, This goes out to my baby. I always love you, and I don't mean that in some past tense type shit. Even though we aren't together, I still think of you 40 to 50 times a day, like I did six years ago when we were together. You're my favorite person I'm not related to by blood in the world. You're such a part of me. I used to tell her I wish we lived on an island with no one else on it. That would be amazing. Smiling all day. Most incredible girlfriend ever. Deaf in the running for the best human on the planet. It's you and me in the summertime. Dang. Walking down the beach in Tobe. Me and my baby. Everyone staring. Me. I'm six foot. She five two. I used to put Shorty on my shoulders when we were in Times Square so she could see everything. Shorty would make meatballs and go to church on Sundays while I watched football all day and no lip. Dang, baby. Wish you knew. I never deserved you. And it was killing me. MM111SSS, the modern day fucking Bukowski. Oh, <laughs> take him back! <laughs> oh my god! Real, real G with a heart of gold. Oh. And take he was typing back, that babe. long after the song finished. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like I can't follow up from that, but just before we do finish up, I just want to present to you guys the, uh, the full week. Uh, of oh, yes. band lineups. Oh wow, you did it! I sure did. Yeah, we got the Happy Wait, Mondays. You, while we were, you just you chefed up. Okay, I could do this all day. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the Happy Mondays. Yep. Till Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday thirteen. We yep. Uh, yep. Thursday. Oh yeah, just Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday Pilots Club. <laughs> the Saturdays and the Sundays. Hey. There we go. There we go. It's done. Maybe you could come up with band names starting from Monday through Sunday. Yeah, well, just actually, you come up with the band names for the, all the other days that you know and love. Yeah. <laughs> just <hit us> up. <laughs> and number 34, it is the Grinned Spoon with the several dead cats. DCX3! Coming in at number 34 in the 1997 Hottest 100 DCX3. Guide to Better Living. And in that guide, you will find how to kill three cats. <laughs> it's not a guide for better living if you're a yeah, cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This 
simultaneous record holder of the dumbest Grinspoon song and possibly the best Grinspoon song. <laughs> Certainly a fan favourite. It fucking rips. <laughs> that riff fucking chugs. It sounds like Caius. It's just unstoppable. Mm. Like, yeah. it's just mammoth. It's drug-fueled nonsense in the fucking lyrics and that's why it works so beautifully. I've loved this song since I heard it, you know, as a kid. And, yeah, I've just always been such a fan of how ridiculous it is. And yeah, there was a running joke in high school with a friend of mine where we'd see each other and go, Ooh, yeah, dead cat several times. Yeah. <laughs> really? Dead dead cat. Yeah, dead cat. You're aware of um, how the name of the song came about? Uh, I'm assuming there were several cats that are no longer with us. One cat, actually. Only one. Yeah, there was. Dead cat. Not dead cats. Whoa. Dead cat. Phil Jamison was on his way to rehearsals, driving in uh, to band practice and whatever. Saw a dead oh, cat I know this on the side of the road. Um, on his way there, realised that he forgot the lyric sheet. So he drove back to go pick up the lyric sheet, um, in his own words, then smoked some weed. Got back in the car, saw the... Sa- yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> Got back in the car and saw the same cat for the third time. And when he walked in, the band was already set up... Because he was late, obviously, by this point. The band is already set up. Uh, Pat was already jamming on the guitar. And so the first lyrics that came out of his mouth for the jam session were dead cat three times. Because that's... You know, you write write what you know, yeah. Yeah. Mm. This song, obviously, just slaps so fucking hard, right? Like, it's Riff City. That's the the whole thing. It's built around the riff and the riff owns and, like, Phil's voice. It's not quite mature enough yet. Heaps sick. It just sounds badass young. Do you get a big Jello Biafra vibe from it? No, but I can see, yeah. Hmm. I just couldn't I couldn't separate myself as soon as I heard it. I was just like, yeah, right. damn, yeah. man, you're, you're channeling Jello here. Huh. It's really cool. Like, it's just, there isn't anything here. It's just tight as fuck rock music, right? I feel, because, you know, we're kind of following Grinspoon from the very start of the band. Mm. Um, I, I feel like they're starting to own the genres that they're playing with a bit more here. Yeah, I can see that. And, and like, it being a fun song is, I think, part of that, but... In terms of their growth as a band, this this feels like a step even more than like I I wasn't that fussed on repeat that we talked about mm. earlier this countdown, but this yeah. feels like oh you guys are kind of getting more confidence and you're like yeah we can kind of do what we want with this and that's really exciting. I wonder if like not trying to write a, a serious song was kind of a help with that because you hear bands all the time that go away and you know as a as a muck around or whatever they'll start like a genre parody band yeah to just kind of have a bit of fun with music again yeah but often those those projects can kind of turn into real projects or they look back and they go like actually these songs were kind of good yeah and i wonder whether like the confidence that you're talking about just comes from the ability to detach from trying to do anything good and just having fun with music again i think there's a bit of and it's, it's a bit of like if you don't have to respect the tropes of your genre or whatever it means you play around with them more yeah, and, yeah. and lets you be a bit more inventive if you if you're not stuck in this idea of like oh we need to make a serious you know, post-grunge kind of yeah. thing. Then it's like people need to whatever. like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I think these guys are really just channeling with the youthful exuberance that is just there, hundred percent about at the time. The kind of things that they love in a rock song, like yeah, would have just yeah. been come up with a riff. That's a sick riff. That's some lyrics you can yell to the crowd can respond to at the yeah. end. You just like those fuck yeah, that dead good. fuck yeah, cats. Yeah. Like it's so good. And then they're like just the ascending guitar solo. Like it's all it's all rock tropes, but they're fun. Yeah, rock tropes. Yeah, exactly. You can tell how much fun the band had with it and how much they loved it that carries through I think yeah at number 33 this is Jebediah with Military Strongman
Cracking in at number 33 in the 1997 Hottest 100, military strongman, Adam. Yeah. You're our systems analyst. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, this is what a... Are your collated thoughts on, these, on the J-Spring. How have I analyzed this system? Mm. Yeah. Well, this is a brand new thing for us as a podcast. We've talked about many songs in the past, but this is the first song that we've talked about where we can be fairly sure that the artist is actually listening to us. Oh, Hello. Yeah. Because Kevin Mitchell of Jebediah, well, yeah. aka well, Bob Evans... Also, he may have unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, he may have... There's, hey, there's more chance here than there is any other time, so he's, he's hoping we get our facts straight. <laughs> All right, Jebediah. Um, Formed in 1812. <laughs> <laughs> Orchestral One Piece. Yeah. First entry in for these guys, so a bit of background information. Formed in 1994, they won a, a band comp, a national campus band comp, playing only their 13th live gig. Nice. Um, and that's kind of what launched them as a band. This song coming from the album Slightly Odd Way, which is regarded as a classic Australian album now. In fact, it, I believe it made it into the Triple J Hottest 100 Australian Albums of All Time quite high up. You'd want to hope so. so. Yeah, way up there. Yeah, named after Jebediah Springfield, officially. So also big Simpsons fans, so way to get into our heart there. And we also realised, um, which is what you referenced, Deej, when you brought me in, talking yes. about systems analysts, that Military Strongman... Is, is the job that Milhouse gets when they're doing the careers test. Yeah, and systems analyst is... Well, is Martin. Uh, so, double Simpsons reference mm. on this one. Also, as an even more of a Simpsons deep cut, uh, if you were going to be a Jebediah cover band calling yourself Hans Sprungfeld, <laughs> <laughs> would be an excellent... <laughs> really good. Yeah. yeah, right. After winning the band comp, signed to the same label as Silverchair and Something for Kate, which makes a lot of sense, uh, the Murmur label. This song, pretty much... Everything I think Australian garage rock should be in just about every way. The riff is great. It's so well produced. It's it's messy. It's heartfelt. It's catchy. Um, and most strikingly, you have Kevin Mitchell's vocals in there. Like it sounds like you'd have to unhinge your jaw to get exactly the same sound <laughs> that he does. It's like so like open mouthed and nasally, but at the same time, like so striking, like it creates such an identity and such an identity, not only for the band, but I think also for like an Australian garage rock sound. It's like just bang on. And this song would have a place in Rift City, probably right next to DC, DC times three. I um, mean, in terms of the countdown itself, this is, this is a real moment. Like at the barbecue, all the Aussie rock fans are coming out like Grinspoon and Jebediah back to back. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. After that, whatever that Sunday's mess was. But yeah. now now we're in the countdown. Yeah, I, I bet the next song keeps it going. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the one guy who during the Sunday is just like, I just need to go on YouTube for a bit, guys. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got some feeling. things to write. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's just really good. So like, good. It's, like, it's just really good. Yeah. Like, I, Kevin's voice in this, it's like, it's, it's definitely Australian sounding. But it sounds kind of Californian in a great way. Like, I, I just like, I really like it a lot. Just... The welcoming vibe of it all gives it like has some nice like custody or UMIE kind of vibes. Obviously, those are big compliments from us, and it's just yes. like a fucking sick, right? Like it's just, yeah. it just it's, is, a, yeah. it's, it's just always good to hear this song. Yeah, like yeah. the chorus when you're around, you get me down. I'm better off without you. 
that always gives me a nostalgia thing. Like, and I always hear that. And I'm like, oh man, I remember being in the car and this was on. It's so good. And it's just always good. It's always good to hear this song. It's fun. It's that, that garagey feel is really like grounds it in this just it's just a wonderful sound it like, brings you in in a way yeah all yeah. the tones are great it, yeah it's not, there's nothing too slick about it it mm. just it feels like real yeah that yeah. Wa- that walking guitar riff that yeah is yeah and just all the tones of that it's just like yeah this like this just sounds like a it captures it captures the moment yeah you can imagine them just jamming this out together absolutely i can imagine the garage yeah yeah i can imagine the smell of the garage like it's it's all there it's so good. Also, like, just amazing that, like, all of these rock pioneers, really, for the Australian scene at this time are so young. Like, there's yeah. so much oh, youthful yeah, energy behind it. It's so sick. It's very, very wholesome. Yeah. Mm. It's, so, it's so sickening as uh, someone who's older than them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm about it. I'm so yeah, yeah. About it. Well, they're older now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, 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 thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I reckon, I reckon that's their bass player. On. She, she's onto that Pharrell shit. You look at uh, photos she's, of she's her in 97 one. and you look at photos of her now, literally the only difference is like she might have different hair dye or something. Who now, dis? She, Ness, Jeb's bass player. Oh right. I don't know how the fuck she's done it. So you're suggesting that, there is some sort of picture of Dorian Gray going be. on. There has <laughs> got to be Pharrell coined Pharrell syndrome or disease or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. This whole how the fuck have I not aged in 10, 15 years kind of deal. And I'm seeing it more and more everywhere I go. I would love if that freaked Pharrell out. Like I'd love if he wasn't okay with it. <laughs> He's like, like he's, he's just reading. He's just intentionally like graying his hair and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's really self conscious about how much he has at age. He's like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong Why? With me? I'm Why? 44. Am I immortal? This is terrible. <laughs> I still look really good in tracksuits. What's going on? <laughs> Ness is there just being like, what do I do? Um, has anyone got like a pantsuit or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I need this. Like, you're a bit young to be wearing a pantsuit. No, I'm no, not! not! <laughs> Good problems. That's what my a fucking song. problem. Yeah. What a great song, great yeah. album, great band. Like, yeah. There's a lot to love about this band and... Uh, We'll we'll delve much further into it yeah, when, not, when uh, the time I love comes. That they're yeah. just warming up. Not, with not this yeah. Yeah. yeah, we ain't finished. Welcome in, guys. Like another another like big Australian name. Being Always good. In. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, here they are. Years ago, we had yeah, the first UMI. Always yeah, good. Had something for Kate and Living End. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is they're all coming the out of an era of Australian music in a lot of ways. And number thirty-two, it's the arrival of Pendulum, and this is Coma.
Pendulum coming in at number 32 in the 1997 Hottest 100. That is a song called Coma. Pendulum, drum and bass giants over time in the in the 2000s, but in the in the 90s, bit of a different story. Yes, uh, we cross now to Andrew McDonald to perhaps explain that story. Yes, not that Pendulum is the yeah, brackets with this band. It's a completely yeah. completely different Australian electronic music act, not related to the. German bass bangers that would go on, to, go on to be in the, the, the ABC, ABC News, News theme <laughs> and make it into the yeah. 100. Is it seriously not the same? Oh, yeah. no, no. It's not, yeah, it's not the same guys. Different, different band. But Comple- they're, they're compl- also from Perth. Yeah, completely different Perth electronic music band. You've got to be shitting me. It's no. insane. Yeah. It's completely insane. I'm sure many people would have thought that we were talking about that pendulum. And it's just so... Well. It's so weird that did, it's not. Did you hear the track? I just imagine um, old mate from Pendulum, the one that we know, and Tom Pendulum. Tom Pendulum, <laughs> the guy, the, the contemporary band Pendulum, who was getting back together. I presume he hadn't heard of these guys. I'm going to assume because otherwise it'd be silly, right? Yeah. To name your band from the same city. Yeah. Like this, the, or like you name it and you find out, and then you're like, you know what? It's yeah. fine. Anyway, yeah. Who? So different band. This is from their only record. This is a weird fucking track, right? Like, it's not ambient enough to be, like, yeah. Brian Eno-y ambient or, like, active, Even like- uh, active enough to be Aphex Twins' yeah. definition of ambient electronic music like that. It just fades in and out. I perpetually was in the mood for it to bang up. I'm like, all right, okay, this has been the intro, and now the song will kick in, but it just wasn't. Or to settle. Or to settle, right? Like, yeah. either way, like, I don't mind if yeah, it doesn't it- bang up, but, like, there's there's kind of pieces in there that I'm like, this is a nice, chill ambient track. Yeah. Yeah. I could enjoy, but it's no. Yeah, at, at the end of each bar, I kept thinking this will be it, but it was just at that awkward temperature. People must have liked this, but it's so weird that this was a single and people voted for it. It is, biz- and like that, it got in this high. Look at the context. So, yeah. many, so many people, like more people, were amped for this than they were for Military Strongman. I kind of honestly think this that it had to have been an error. I just don't. I, That's a this, really good point. Wow. At this time, well, think about it. At this time, like one of the one of the ways you're voting is through the phone, right? Yeah. Except it's not speaking and having that speech understood. You have to dial in a code. There was like codes associated yeah, to right. your songs, and you had to punch in the number, and that's how your votes were tallied. So, what if? What if Bye. this? completely bizarre song was right next to say no aphrodisiac by the whitlam what a sledge on this band (laughs) you just out well i just can't understand it i just can't understand it got number 46 on the aria charts it was a single people liked it it got number 46 on the aria charts yeah how did that happen i don't know what i just can't buy it as a popular song yeah it sounds like an interlude for the countdown it's like yeah. all right we'll have yeah. more, when we more talked, songs when coming we up did, um, when we did um the hottest 100 of all time we talked about how oh superman was played on the radio it's just like okay i can get that because it's weird enough to have worked but this isn't even that it's, it's not even weird no yeah 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 and to your point, Adam, um, yeah. there is one instance, I think, where a song might have accidentally gotten in just on a slightly different way. Oh, yeah. So in 2002, A Rush of Blood to the Head, uh, the second Coldplay album came out. Yes, indeed. Which had a whole fuck of massive hits on it. One of them was Clocks, which charted in the Hottest 100 of 2002, but it didn't become a massive mainstream hit 
until 2003 in Australia. So people obviously went to vote for clocks, but there's only one uh, thing related to clocks by Coldplay that officially came out in 2003, and that was a remix done by Royksop. That's right, yeah. And so Royksop's remix of of clocks by Coldplay got in at number five in the 2003 Hottest 100. And as popular as Royksop have been, there is no fucking way that Royksop alone were top 10 material. Yeah. So people were voting for Clocks by Coldplay thinking it was Clocks by Coldplay, but in fact they were actually voting for the remix. Huh. Interesting. And the fact I'm talking about fucking Coldplay <laughs> instead of this song speaks wonders about this. And hashtag no disrespect to Coldplay. But <laughs> <laughs> they are not the most exciting of bands. Yeah. Weird electronic tracks we've had, but they've always been bangers. I'm thinking of like Brain Bug earlier on. They haven't season, always you know? been, but I know well, what you but mean. But they've at least yeah, yeah. been aiming for a banger. It's, this- it's a complete mystery. I have no idea why this would be popular because I don't think it's good. Yeah. 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 Obviously, you know, there's a limit on how far we want to go down YouTube comments, but there are some. Oh no! There I, are some bangers for this, this one. Is a really good I'm, one. A, I'm about it. Yeah. Come on, yeah. So bring it in. Great one from Thomas Desoulis, uh, which starts with "God damn, this wasn't easy to find." Had to go through hundreds of songs by the other Pendulum <laughs> and tutorials about actual Pendulums. <laughs> yes. But my favorite one is uh, is the top comment by Find Handmade uh, two years ago. I was a heavy drinker on my way to being an alcoholic. Good way to start any YouTube comment. Oh my god, YouTube. I was in the front row, jumping in the mosh pit, screaming at the band to play this song. Trouble was, they didn't do this song. (laughs) They weren't Pendulum, and I was just too drunk. Sad, really. All I remember is yelling, coma, coma, over again, and almost getting violent with the security staff. Wrong band, wrong song. Oops. (laughs) Oops, indeed. fucking gold. (laughs) We'd That's like to incredible. we'd like to thank everyone on YouTube for making this episode possible. Yeah. You guys are the real hottest 100s. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, for real though, if if you were around in '97 and you know listening to Triple J or whatever, and you remember this song, yeah, um, and you have any insight into why it would be popular, we yeah. would love to hear from you. Absolutely, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because um, it. It's a bona fide mystery as far as this cat's concerned. This has fucked me something royal. Yeah, it's <laughs> what, one of the classic bona fide mysteries in Royal Hundreds and Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. This is a mystery podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Number 31, this is Faith No More with Ashes to Ashes.
No More with Ashes to Ashes at number 31, but uh, it's not actually the Faith No More that you think. <laughs> this is uh, this yeah. is actually an ambient band from Perth, uh, also called Faith No More. It's certainly not the Ashes to Ashes, I hoped. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. definitely not a David Bowie cover. <laughs> Very little known about this band. They, they split up literally the second after this song came out, and we never heard from them again. No, there was that Bee Gees cover. Oh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> well, that's how you know when a band is breaking up. I remember. Yeah. I yeah. remember our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that Mike Patton also fronted them Like he wasn't even living here at the time Fly in fly out job Yeah kind of a fly in fly out job <laughs> yeah. so like, so Perth you want is me known to for that you want, me to sing, <laughs> yeah. you want me to sing in another band called Faith No More <laughs> Yes Yes. Well Australia was the only place uh, at this time Where Faith No More were popping off Everyone else had had yeah. Yeah. Everyone, like, like, well everyone else had good. so yeah. much enough of their that, shit <laughs> And they were done that was, I was disappointed that it wasn't the Bowie cover And then I, uh, when the song came on I'm like oh right it's this era of Faith No More Which is actually a blessing it's not the Bowie cover mm. Yeah mm. We don't know how, how how good or bad that Bee Gees cover is yet. This is better than the last weirdo song we spoke about. It is indeed. Yeah. Strip search. It's, yeah, better, strip it's search. better than strip search. Yeah. It's better than a full cavity It's not strip as search. horny. It's yeah. definitely not as horny. It's, where would we say this falls on the horny scale? Neutral? Well, Cardiac neutral. The, the hor- <laughs> gentlemen, we all know the horny scale is one to ten. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's about a two. Oh, I'd give it like a four or a five. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. But this is so obviously like a band running on empty air. Like there's just no enthusiasm for the writing. Like Mike, his voice can't even save this. He's always an engaging singer. Like he always sounds good. Yeah. But Mm. like he's just, he can't do it. See, I think the the parts, the individual parts of this song are not that bad. I think I I quite get down on it. I think that's a, that's a great Faith No More riff. I think like the way that they play with just the airy synths and then like the heavy, you know, rhythm section in the verses is kind of cool. I just want to know why they didn't bother to produce it properly. Do you, does anyone else kind of get that feel? Like, it's just everything just mean? kind of lands a bit flat. Just I think that's not just enough. you being an audiophile, man. Like, yeah, I, I don't think so. I, noticed, but. I just, but I just think, like, if you listen to the song and you go, like, yeah, but what if the guitar was just a little bit punchier? What if everything was just mm. treated a bit differently or with a bit more care Then maybe we'd be somewhere here? But I think, like, it's a sign that, yeah, like, the band is kind of winding down that... That this is the thing that they thought to release as a finished kind of song. Like, maybe it is just me and it's just not good for kind of my ears. Not a great ear feel. Yeah, not a great ear feel. I just feel like it's a little bit lackluster. This reached gold in Australia. That's nuts. Yeah, we we loved the album that no one else did. Yeah, album of the year. Yeah. 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 Uh, Apparently, uh, this was composed partly long distance. Patton was in Italy at the mm. time and the band came up with the idea and they kind of like sent it back and forth through yeah through he was tapes. actually working with an Italian ambient band called Faith No More <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I read that as well and they kind of talked about how easy it was for it to come together yeah and I can hear that but not in a good way sure. like this isn't a like oh man all the pieces just kind of clicked it was yeah you've you've been able to do this for a long time and for the most of the time as a band, you've been able to do better stuff than this as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does still, like, it is a great example of the kind of iconic Faith No More sound, which yeah. I think can sometimes be elusive because, again, they're one of those bands that sometimes plays with a lot of other different True. things. I think this would be good live. But mm. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, that time again, that part of the week that you know I love, where you're listening to your listening to your favourite podcast, and I was hundreds and thousands, with your four favourite hosts, and it's time for each of your those boys. hosts to just tell you something that's uh, 
been good for them this week? Or something that's because everything is good for you. And David, yeah. what's been good for you this week, my friend? Uh, he's what's too been good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just mumbling my way. No, I'm not really like, needed here, am I? I'm clearly not. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a couple of podcasts that have been uh, filling my days with joy. So I want to give a quick shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Blink155, which is two Canadian music journalists uh, reviewing every song that Blink182 has ever put out. There are 155 Blink182 songs and they are talking about one a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, They've gone effort. even slower than us. Yeah, it's <laughs> really fun. It's really, really fun. Um, I'm also really into a podcast called The Doughboys. Uh, Doughboys is Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two uh, American comedians who uh, used to be part of a troupe called The Birthday Boys. And uh, each week they pick a chain restaurant in the States and they review every single one of them uh, by chowing down on them with a particular guest uh, and always have some great guests through and it's always fun. And one last one uh, is called Punch Up the Jam. Which is uh, hosted by a uh, great uh, American comedian. Every week they pick a massive popular hit uh, from a bygone era. And uh, they, as consummate music professionals, go through and pick what they like and don't like about it and punch it up. They're just like, what will we? F- what would we fix about this huh. obviously very successful song nice. that we would make it better for us? That's right. Really so, that. Blink One Fifty Five, Doughboys, Punch Up the Jam podcasts are the shit. Yeah. Adam, are you loving something? What's been good for you this yeah, week? Yeah, you know what? I might just give a quick shout out to Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency on Netflix. It, it's, right. a, it's a fun show that I'm watching and having fun with. Season two, season one. I've uh, started. I watched season one. I haven't watched season two yet. It's fun, right? No, it's super fun. Yeah, it's super I fun. Think it really captures the spirit of Duck Gently uh, while being a wholly original show. That's just what I'm watching at the moment and enjoying quite a bit. Right. Nathan, what's been good um, for you this week? So I, I saw uh, the trial of Zoe Coombs Mars' new show, Bossy Bottom. Uh, she's yeah. a comedian. Uh, for quite a number of years, she was doing shows as Dave. So she was doing stand-up mm. in drag as a kind of parody of every shitty Australian male comedian incredibly funny. Holy shit. The two shows that I saw of her doing that, like, are probably the two funniest comedy shows I've seen. Um, I went to a trial of her new show at Giant Dwarf last week or whenever it was, um, and it was super, super funny. I think it's obviously only going to get better as she uh, gets gets it finished, but mm. it was just like, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Is anything. it in character as Dave? No. Right. No, this is the first one for she's years now. Her, that, yeah. yeah, that she's yeah. doing as her. And it's it's so funny. It's really, really clever. And so much of the stuff, like, in the way that she kind of lets you in on some of the conceit gradually and everything like that, I just, like, I laughed the whole time. And it was so, so good. I cannot wait to see it again. And I cannot wait to try and drag as many of my friends, including you guys, to it when it comes to Sydney eventually. So do drag you have, away, baby. Do you have any ideas of when it's going to be playing no, I'd, so when I'd, we can see it? I'm sure she has a website with dates and stuff. Does it have a name for the show yet? Bossy Bottom. Bossy Bottom. So we just need to be on the lookout for Bossy yeah. Bottom and anything yeah. Zoe Kim's yeah. related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As for me, uh, I've really enjoying this week um, the new latest album by uh, the experimental pop artist US Girls. It's a one-woman uh, uh, act. Her name's Megan Remy. Her album from... 2013 or 2014 called Half Free, one of my absolute favorite records of that year. And her new record called In a Poem Unlimited is absolutely beautiful. It's um weird kind of experimental pop with some psychedelic rock fringes on there kind of thing, some certain like 
noise pop ideas that are playing in there as well. She plays with tropes of femininity in rock music in really fascinating ways, but grounds it all in these awesome poppy hooks in this jam city. She's an incredible voice and one of my absolute favorite contemporary songwriters, and her new record in a poem unlimited is getting due praise, and I recommend it very, very highly. So, fam, great. We all enjoyed something this week, which is good. You, <laughs> the, yeah, oof, oh, yeah. got through it. Thank God. <laughs> As always, if you've engaged in any of these things, please hit us up uh, on Twitter or Facebook, Gmail, or the most popular one of all, the iTunes Review Board. Turn it yes. into a forum for positivity. Turn it into a forum for positivity. Great. <laughs> Just talk about how much you love Hustle Hundreds of Thousands, the podcast that you are probably listening to right now. It counts as partying. Um, Listening to us counts counts as as partying. It truly does. Um, It is a non-stop party adventure. Yeah, it counts as community service. It does. It's tax deductible, probably. (laughs) If it's not, just tell the person who does your tax about the podcast. Just mention it, mention it to them. Yeah, yeah, it can't yeah. hurt. You know, hit them up. Mm. Just hit the tax man up for yeah. all the all the hits about tax that you know and love. The tax man. And, yeah. let us, and let us know which tax agents you've been enjoying this week. Yeah, if you, it's just on hottest 100 tax men. <laughs> just a count of the big tax hotties from the year. Oof. So, please, as so if, this is, if this hasn't been clear, just, re- just review it to iTunes. And we'll see you next week. To the end of another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands, not to be confused with the podcast about the Hottest 100. We're actually an ambient band from Perth. <laughs> Thanks to FBI Radio for having us. Uh, not to be confused with the community radio station in Sydney. FBI Radio is actually an ambient band from Perth. <laughs> Thanks to Sweet Potato for the theme music, as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah not to be confused uh, with uh, the, the vegetable. Yeah, the vegetable. with the vegetable. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I missed that. What? Not the vegetable. Um, yeah, cool. let's pick our favourites and our least favourites and continue carry over champs and chumps, not to be confused with uh, our favourite songs and our least favourite songs in the history of the 1997 Hottest 100. We are actually in referring to an, an ambient, ambient band, band from, from Perth. Perth. Yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah. It's a good bit. <laughs> um, for best, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a toss up between Summertime for the Discovery and Dead Cat for being Dead Cat. Um... <laughs> Fuck it, Dead Cat. The worst has to be Coma, obviously. But yeah. uh, the champs, much uh, champs and chumps, much like the memory uh, <laughs> remains. Yeah, but um, like the least favorite is definitely Coma, but the chump remains Bloodhound Gang. Uh, champ, it's a tough one between Grinspoon and Jebediah for me. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to the Grinners. Okay, um, but it's a very narrow win, and my champ remains Dandies. Favorite for this episode, Jebediah. Champ remains the Whitlams. Least favourite is Coma, Chump Remains, Beaver Loop. Also, Lucky Escape for Faith No More to end on such a dud, but not <laughs> so much of a dub to be beaten in everyone's least favourite song by Coma. By Coma. Yeah. yeah. A, l- a lucky escape, Mike. <laughs> yeah. um, I also think Coma was the least best song in this bracket, but the most puzzling. I think Jebediah was the best, my, my favourite here. But, you know, like I'd like to actually give a shout-out to the Sundays for just being a lovely inclusion to the yeah. countdown. Not the British and- Dream Pop band, we should, we should stress. <laughs> yes. uh, they're actually yes. an ambient band from Perth. Yeah, thank you, David. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hang on to Ween. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, uh, we know you do. <laughs> and my least still remains the Tea Party. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Not the Canadian rock band. Uh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the actual process of sitting down. Kurt's ambient scene is huge <laughs> and shit. <laughs> and varied. <Yeah. laughs> it's like they're taking ambient in all kinds of directions. <laughs> Love a huge varied shit. Yeah. <laughs> On behalf of Mr. Nathan Hassarison. Yeah. Mr. Andrew McDonald. 
Yep. <laughs> Don't. And Mr. Radam oh. Buncher. My name is DeFafford Jemess Young. And everything is good for Pendulum.